Welcome to Accessible Art History, the podcast, the best place for art history lovers or anyone that is curious. My name is Annalisa, and I'm going to be sharing an amazing Metropolitan Masterpiece with you today. Just a quick reminder before the episode starts, all sources and images will be posted on the Accessible Art History blog. You can find a link in the episode description as well as on Instagram at accessible.art.history and at metropolitan.masterpieces. Now that we have that out of the way, let's get started. Although often overshadowed by lighter periods like the Renaissance, medieval European art is a fascinating time in art history. Religion heavily influenced the creation of objects like today's podcast subject. The reliquary bust of Saint-Yerex is not only a beautiful sculpture in its own right, but considered to be a holy piece of liturgical importance. So to learn more about it, keep on listening. Dating from circa 1220 to 40 CE, the reliquary bust of Saint-Yerex is a magnificent example of a medieval reliquary bust. The saint's skull, which is no longer within the piece, once was at the center of the work. It was then encased in wood to form a protective layer. On top of the wood, a beautiful sculpted bust was created. Made of silver and gilded silver, the bust was also adorned with rock crystal, gems, and glass. At a later date, part of the silver bust was removed to add an intricate grill. This would have allowed the viewer to see through the work to gaze upon the holy bones within. The work is fairly close to life-size, measuring at 15 by 9 and 3 16 by 10 and a quarter inches, or 38.1 by 23.4 by 26.1 centimeters. The reliquary bust of St. Eric is not only a symbol of devotion and veneration, but also served as a visual representation of the saint's spiritual significance. It stands as a testament to the artistry and religious devotion of the era in which it was created, serving as a cherished relic for believers, something I'll discuss later in this episode. Now, you may be wondering to yourself, who was St. Eric? While well, Sanyarix was also known as Ardeus, was a revered figure in early medieval France and a prominent saint in the Catholic Church. He has two names because he was born in the Occitan region of France, so his name sounds different between the different dialects of the country. Born in the late 6th century, possibly around 555 in Limoges, France, Eurix dedicated his life to the service of God and became known for being pious, wise, and having healing powers. Eurex entered the monastic life at an early age and joined the Benedictine Abbey of San Martel in Limoges. His profound spirituality and commitment to his faith quickly earned him respect amongst his fellow monks and the community at large. Known for his ascetic lifestyle, Eurex devoted himself to prayer, meditation, and fasting, all to seek a deeper relationship with God. His reputation as a holy man spread throughout the region and attracted people and devotees who sought his guidance and blessings. Eurex was also known for his ability to heal the sick and perform miracles. It's said that he was able to cure numerous ailments of the townspeople. St. Eurex's reputation as a holy man grew after his death and his tomb became a site of pilgrimage. His relics were enshrined in the Abbey of St. Eurex la Perche, which was built in his honor. The abbey was also a significant religious center, attracting numerous pilgrims seeking his intercession. St. Eurex is celebrated as the patron saint of this town, saint Eury la perche and is venerated as an intercessor against ailments and danger. His feast day is observed on August 8th. To people outside of the Catholic faith, regalics may seem like simple mementos of past holy figures, but in fact they are much more than that. The idea for these objects, which range from physical remains like bones, hair, and teeth, to objects like clothing or personal effects, are imbued with holiness because of their owner's faith is nearly as old as Christianity itself. It was believed that these objects, because of their connection, were tangible manifestations of the divine and could be utilized for a variety of purposes. 
Most commonly, they would be used for intercession, i.e. as a way to let the saint know that someone on earth needed their help via prayer. They could also be used to heal ailments and were carried in processions during feasts and holy days. During the medieval period, the same time when this bust was made, the venerations of relics was almost as important as the sacraments. In fact, during the reign of Charlemagne, the first Holy Roman Emperor, it became canon law that every church altar had to contain at least one relic. The holiest of relics were the ones associated with Jesus and his mother, the Virgin Mary. However, because they were both ascended bodily into heaven, these holy objects were few and far between. Typically, churches settled for relics of local saints, or even the disciples for their altars or chapels. Sometimes, however, other cities coveted relics and they were translated, which is just a fancy word for being stolen, from one city to another. The most famous example of this is the body of St. Mark being taken from Alexandria, Egypt to Venice, Italy, where it remains today. Reliquaries are the container that was designed to hold the relic. These took a variety of shape. Some are like the body parts they contain, like our reliquary today. Some look like boxes or caskets. It truly depended on what the church commissioned. However, no matter the style, reliquaries were always beautifully decorated. This was for a couple of reasons. Firstly, it was to show the church that venerated the saint because they spent their time and money to have their relics encased in something astoundingly beautiful. Secondly, by the Middle Ages, it was believed that reliquaries, especially the ones that mimic body parts, were physical representations of how the saints would have looked in heaven. Although many medieval reliquaries, like the one I'm discussing in today's episode, are in museums around the world, they are still very much a part of the Catholic faith. If you visit churches today, they are still filled with these magnificent objects dedicated to the saints. Next, I'm going to discuss some controversies surrounding this piece, but first, let's take a quick break. Hi there, this is Annalisa, the founder of Accessible Art History. Thanks for tuning in today. As a part of my mission, I work to provide free quality art history content for anyone who is curious. But if you'd like to support Accessible Art History, you can find the link to my Patreon for monthly support or buy me a coffee for a one-time donation. If you do decide to donate, please let me know so that I can give you a shout out on a future episode. Thank you for listening and let's get back to our episode. All right, now that we're back, let's talk about some controversy. In 2018, Art News, which is one of my personal favorite sources for all things art related, and no, this is not sponsored, I just really love their work, broke the story about a small town in France, you might have heard of it, called Saint-Thierry-la-Perche. The town was requesting the return of a reliquary bust from the Metropolitan Museum of Art. The mayor of the town, Daniel Bossieret, sent a letter to the Met through the Ministry of Europe and Foreign Affairs and the French Embassy in the United States. He formally requested the restitution of the artifact, our bust that we're talking about in today's episode. As the town's namesake, the reliquary contains religious and historical significance. The original bust is believed to have left Saint-Nuri in 1906 and was eventually bought by J.P. Morgan, whose heirs donated it to the Met in 1917. The town argues that they are the rightful owner of the relic, citing historical decrees and law protecting national heritages that were passed before the donation. The commune hopes for a peaceful resolution with the museum, but they will take legal action if necessary. The Met has not responded to the request in the five years since I could find no record of it in the news. J.P. Morgan, who I just messaged, was one of the most important benefactors of the Met in the early 20th century. He was an avid art collector and particularly known for his art collection from Europe dating from the 12th to 9th century CE. After his death in 1913, his son Jack donated all 7,000 pieces of this massive collection to the Met and the money to build a new wing to house them. Our reliquary from today's episode wasn't a part of this initial donation, but I think including the story is important to show where, when, and how the Met's foundations were laid. 
although it is important to remember the story from earlier and that these objects have a historical and original home. Today you can find the reliquary bust of San Yurich in Gallery 304 at the Met. This space was built to look like a medieval church and it's absolutely breathtaking. You can feel the spirituality and beauty within the walls, reminding you of the importance in reliquaries today and throughout history. Well, that's a wrap on today's episode. Make sure you tune in next week when I discuss a marble column from the Temple of Artemis at Sardis. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Accessible Art History, the podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at accessible.art.history and at metropolitan.masterpieces for updates and to keep an eye out for the next episode. They drop every week on your favorite podcast platform. If you prefer to listen on YouTube, you can find episodes there on well, about two weeks after each episode is posted. Cheers and see you for the next episode.